Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 7 of 20 in 20, a rapid-fire review show from the new Experimental Hours podcast network. My name is Pat. I am your host. Today is Friday, November 27th, 2020. It is Black Friday, 1.18 p.m. I'm broadcasting from my guest room in Chicago, not usually where I broadcast from, but I got news for you. No school today, so the kids are home and they are currently napping. So I had to pick the most secluded, soundproof room to record this podcast. I think I found it. If you hear any ambient noise, then that's just life going on up above. All right, I got 20 reviews for you today. I'm not going to waste too much more time on the introduction. I do want to thank you for joining me. If you like what you hear, you could rate the podcast. Why not? Give it a chance. At the beginning of every show, I take out my stopwatch, and that's what I'm doing now, and I click start. As we all know, today is Black Friday. Black Friday is a holiday, so to speak. It's been debated to death. A lot of people are pretty cynical about Black Friday, and I think there's a good reason to be cynical. Just mindless consumption and consumerism is probably not the best um, thing to spend your time on, but, um, you know... If you're going to buy gifts anyway, a day with sales can't hurt. I do have a little bit of a problem with Black Friday starting well before Friday, which is what we see nowadays. You get Black Friday sales starting at the beginning of the week. I saw some Black Friday sales starting last week. It kind of um, renders Black Friday meaningless. And uh, it's just a little more crass, a little bit more dumb. And I think um, I think if we're going to have Black Friday, let's have it on the day. Let's not uh, cheapen it by pushing it forward like we do every other freaking thing. Um, yesterday was Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We had a very mellow Thanksgiving. More on that later. Uh, first thing I want to do is I want to tell you whether uh, the Thanksgiving foods are overrated, underrated, or properly rated. For starters, turkey. Turkey is properly rated, I think. In recent years, people have um, talked about how dry and kind of terrible Turkey is, and and I think there are very few uh, strong defenders of Turkey, and I think that's probably with good reason. Of course, this is a meat-free podcast, so I'm talking specifically about Turkey Roll, plant-based Turkey. It's decent. It's not great. Uh, stuffing is uh, properly rated. It kicks ass, and I think everyone knows that. Cranberry sauce, underrated, delicious. A lot of people... Uh, give it hell, but it's it's great. Uh, corn is properly rated. It's kind of like a whatever dish. Bread, underrated. Bread can make or break your uh, Thanksgiving dinner, so you want to make sure you bring uh, bring some good rolls to the table. Mashed potatoes, here's the big, uh, the big bombshell. Mashed potatoes are overrated. Uh, I guess if you're using a meat-based gravy, they might be properly rated, but I don't do that anymore. Once again, meat-free podcast, so mashed potatoes, overrated. Live with it. Christmas tree lots, underrated. Christmas tree lots, you see them crop up around this time of year in the city. And I guess in the suburbs too. You look in any uh, supermarket parking lot, you're going to see a Christmas tree lot. The one we went to this year was in the parking lot of the Vienna Beef Factory um, store. And I think they're probably reducing their hours and so forth. So it was, it was good. There was parking. We got a terrific tree. Um, I'll probably talk about um, real trees versus artificial trees in a later episode, but 
I really got to give it uh, up for the Christmas tree lots and the dudes who work there, you know, um, doing their thing, getting people in and out. Respect. It was a really nice time this year going to that lot. Um, when we set up our tree, I thought maybe we could put the model train around the bottom. You ever do this? You know you've seen it in movies and TV, right? You put the model train around the bottom of the tree. It kind of goes around and around. And, and right now I got it set up in the basement. I busted out the, the old model train I had when I was a kid. It's a Lionel, of course, the big brand. And um, the kids are really loving it. They're, they're, it's so not kid-friendly. The thing runs off the rails if you push it too fast. It's constantly braking. We've already broken a train car. But, gosh, it is really fun. The last time I set it up, 2013. Do you want to know how I know? Well, we wrapped the cars in newspaper. Each newspaper is uh, is dated. So 2013, it's been 17 years, but finally I got my model train back up and running. Feels good. I recommend you do the same. Um, it snowed a little this week. Did you notice that? Did you look outside and see the snow? It was wet. It melted pretty quickly. I don't think really any of it stuck or accumulated, but it got me thinking about the question when is snow okay? Here's what I decided. Snow is okay and always okay before Christmas. And I'm going to extend it a little bit. Snow is always okay before New Year's Day. From now until January 1st, snow is cool. If you don't think so, you're a grouch. You're a Grinch. Grinch? Yeah, you're a grouch. You're Scrooge. After New Year's Day, that's when it starts getting a little bit dicey, okay? If you have kids, maybe they dig it. And why not? They're going sledding, making snow angels, playing outside. That's good. I like snow um, pretty much up until February. And then once February hits, I'm, I'm off. Snow's canceled, and I'm, I'm ready for spring. But uh, for now, bring on the snow. Let's do it. Come on, weather. Uh, last week on that snowy day, something completely insane went down um someone someone the yellow pages guy the phone book guy decided that was the day to put all the phone books out on the block so i look outside the window it's crazy wet outside and there are piles of bagged yellow pages <laughs> they're about an inch thick and they're all sitting on the sidewalk and i pick them up and the bag completely busts open half the Freaking phone page is totally saturated with water. It's useless. Not that a phone book is useful. A phone book is your phone, literally, like you Google is a phone book. Yelp is a phone book. But, you know, even if someone wanted to use the phone book, pick the day where it's not going to rain. Look on the forecast. Not hard. Pick that day. Or just stop manufacturing these things. Like, if we cut one more tree down to make a phone book, that's one tree too many. Okay? And uh, what I'm not ready to say goodbye to are catalogs. I thought maybe catalogs would go the way of the dodo, but my children are into this new thing, and that is we get these catalogs in the mail with toys in them, toy catalogs, right? And I give them to my kids, turning them into selfish monsters. No, 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 they love it. They, they look through the catalog for like an hour. Straight up, they'll look at each and every page. They'll pour over it with a marker. They'll circle the things they want. They will look at that catalog every single day for like seven days straight. And I have to recycle them in the dead of night so nobody notices. They love these catalogs so much. We got the Lego catalog. That was so tight. They have a 9,000-piece Coliseum set 
it's it's so stupid because it's all beige, but like pretty fun to look at even as an adult. My kids were feeling it. So shout out to Christmas catalogs. There's still a place for you in this 21st century. Speaking of uh, music that was invented in the 20th century and that works very nicely in the 21st century, how about some ambient music? My uh, most recent favorite ambient artist is Emily A. Sprague. And she did a couple reissues last year that were really good. She has a new album out now called Hill Flower Fog. It's on Roving International. It's one of my favorite instrumental records to drop this year. Very tranquil and placid. Um, I remarked that it sounds sort of like the lullaby setting on a white noise machine. I'll stand by that. I think it does. It's It's got that like 70s and 80s analog tone to it. But there's a minimal composition going on. It's really smart. I put it on at 5 in the morning when I wake up, start making coffee, and get to reading and get to writing. It's been great background music. I've listened to the whole thing probably 10 times. One of my top LPs of the year. So make sure you go check out Emily A. Sprague's Hill Flower Fog, out now. When I said that that record sounded like lullabies from a white noise machine, I said that on a new app called Crate. That's K-R-A-T-E, Crate. It is an app where... Um, you can rate and review albums that you've listened to on Spotify. So you grant it access to your Spotify account, which who knows, maybe some sort of data phishing is going on, probably. But um, And then you can look at the albums you've recently listened to, and then you can rate them. And it's a social media network. So you know I'm following currently one person, and he's following me. That would be loyal NEH listener Diego. And uh, But, you know, I'm gonna I'm hoping more people get on it. It's really fun to read other people's reviews of records, uh, f- learn about new records that I like or might like and ones I haven't heard of. So I'm going to try to review one record every day or two until until I get sick of the app. I hope I don't. I hope it picks up some steam. That's great. Um, a web institution I know I'll never get sick of, Wikipedia. Um, is there anyone out there who doesn't think Wikipedia is the best website on the web? It's like, think about it. Is there any website that even comes close to Wikipedia? You got, like, Google, but there are other websites that do what Google does. There's not really any other website that does what Wikipedia does like that. It's the best. And so I'm going to encourage you this holiday season to donate to Wikipedia. They ask every so often. They're definitely going to ask around this time of year. Um, kick them the minimum. Kick them three or four bucks. I think they ask for three. I think that's the magic number. It's the cost of one coffee at Starbucks. Um, don't go get coffee that day. Donate to Wikipedia instead or just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm giving you 10 bucks. I'm giving you a recurring donation. I try to give a little something every time I see them ask um, because I just value the website so much. I know it's not cheap to uh, run a website of that size. So Wikipedia um, deserves to exist and I want to make that so. So donate to them if you, if you appreciate what they do. Um, I appreciate... Mad Men. Of course I do. Mad Men's the best show of all time. I've established this already on 20 and 20. Um, Let's talk specifically about Mad Men's Thanksgiving episodes. Most shows will do Christmas episodes, um, and some of the most dramatic episodes often happen on Christmas. Well, Mad Men flipped the script, as they so often did, put a lot of their dramatic episodes, some of their season finales, some of their best-rated shows, uh, episodes, on Thanksgiving 
So like the dramatic action occurs on Thanksgiving. It's really neat because that holiday often gets overlooked in the TV and movie world. And Mad Men is just such a strong show. I can't suggest it enough. And and I'll often go back and rewatch those Thanksgiving episodes because they're just that much um, better than what the hell else is out there. I don't know. Um, Painter's Tape. <laughs> oh, it's a jarring transition. Painter's Tape is dope. It's hard to, I can't, what can anyone say about painter's tape? Why did I put it on there? Here's why. Kids love tape. If you have kids or if you've been around kids, you know that that's true. They want to pull scotch tape off the roll all the time, constantly. They would just play with tape all day. Scotch tape sticks to stuff and it does not come off. You have to use your nail. It's disgusting. It hurts. On a window, on the floor, no good. So what you do is you give them painter's tape. Painter's tape is designed to be easily pulled off of stuff. That's what it's for. It's bright blue most of the time, or you can get another color. And they can go to town with painter's tape. And all you got to do at the end is just peel one side off. It all comes off. You crumble it into a ball like your painting room. You toss it in the garbage, and you start fresh. It's cheap. It's abundant. And... um. It's the best type of tape to give to a kid, like aged, I don't know, two to two and up, two to ten, until they get old enough to use scotch tape responsibly. That's my point of view, anyway. Um, kids love reading. Uh, our kids love reading books before bed. We always read books before bed. One book we've been really digging lately is called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. This was a gift from our dear friends Sarah and Elliot. It's a good gift. It's uh, These are page-long biographies about uh, prominent women in history. So you might get Cleopatra, Amelia Earhart, um, uh, geez, um, you know, Billie Holiday, and uh, Jackie Joyner-Kersey, one after the other. You'll get a page biography on each of them with a really beautiful illustration. Alice is really into it. We'll read, a different, read about a different woman each night. And... Um, you know, if you're going to read something, you might as well read stories about interesting people uh, from a feminist perspective. Um, I love these books. Uh, you can get them wherever books are sold. Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Uh, another uh, rebel girl who belongs in those books would be Taylor Swift. I've talked about her on the podcast before. Her album Folklore is my favorite thing to come out in 2020. I've listened to it a million times. But uh, yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, premiere of the Folklore movie. It's called Long Pond Studio Sessions. It is a performance film. She got together with Aaron from The National. And I believe his name is Jack from the band Bleachers. And they recorded live uh, sessions of them playing those folklore tracks. And between each one... They talk about the meaning of the songs. I would have liked a little bit more insight into our influences. Um, but uh, it was pretty fascinating stuff. I don't think I'll watch it again, but I'm glad it exists. And I, I really wanted to see some of those songs performed live. So that was good. That was really good. Folklore, check it out if you haven't. If that's not your speed, why not check out a band called Beatnik Termites? They're a pop punk band. Uh, they don't sound like Newfound Glory, though. So if that's not your speed... Um, don't worry. Beatnik Termites sound a little bit like the Queers. A little bit, I should say a lot bit like the Ramones. But they take what the Ramones did. We know the Ramones took that, uh, they would do like 
power chord, uh, three bar or three chord change type of stuff. And they would do it with girl group melodies like Phil Spector style. Well, Beatnik Termites do that even more. They're like, they sound like the Ronettes if the Ronettes met the Ramones. And the Ramones already sound like the Ronettes. So like the Beatnik Termites are really all in on that. The singers harmonize so well together. Incredibly catchy. I suggest their last LP, I believe it's called Girl Crazy. Super good. The first three tracks um, are over in five minutes. If you like what you hear, you're going to like their whole catalog. If you don't, you're going to hate their whole catalog. Give it a chance. See what you think. You know what I don't like? I don't really like our new MacBook Pro. It's not that new. It's from 2017. It was that first series of MacBook Pro that they put out with the little slider thing at the top. Now, we opted not to get that, but the guts are about the same. Um, I just find I'm recording on it now. It's doing a good job. But like this computer is not as good as the one I bought in 2010. The one in 2010 had a DVD drive. I know most people don't want a DVD drive, but I still do. I like DVDs. Uh, most people um, are a little bit pissed off that the thing doesn't have a USB port. I think it's annoying. I think they're right. I think that this computer has weird battery issues. I can never find anything because it's saved in the iCloud, um, and it's confusing. The one from 2010 was more my speed. Maybe I'm getting old. I'll, I'll grant that. I'll acknowledge that, but... Uh, the MacBook Pro, um, I hope they get better because I'm going to be in the market for one in a couple more years. And I, I if it's not better than this, I'm going to be ticked off because this thing was like two, two grand. You feel me? All right. Thanksgiving was yesterday. It was a nice time. I just celebrated with my wife, Kathy, my two kids, Alice and Peter. And we had a nice Zoom chat with my family. I think there were six different computers in on that zoom chat with various members of the family far flung and nearby but we did not meet in person and um you know that's intentional covid is very uh scary right now and so we stayed home to keep everyone safe i hope that's what everyone else did or if they if they didn't that they played it smart kept the bubble really tight kathy is working in two weeks when um that Thanksgiving COVID bump is expected to show itself. And that's freaky. She's gonna, she's not looking forward to it. She's talked about it a lot. And um, I really, I, I hope that some of the threat was either, um, either, uh, well, I don't know. I hope, I hope it, um, it, <laughs> it doesn't live up to our grisly expectations, I guess I should say. I hope it's um, people were smart. But I'm not sure they were. If uh, if she's taking care of patients who have COVID, she's probably going to come home. She's going to want a glass of wine. I like wine too. One company that makes wine that I really like is called Chronic Cellars. Uh, last week, I think it was, I talked about getting a recommendation for a wine at Noble Grape. Guess what, folks? I was back at Noble Grape this week, and I was asking the owner... What do you get for me? I like Cabernet Sauvignon. He pointed to Chronic Cellars. Now, I'd already had some Chronic Cellars products. I'd had it at the uh, great restaurant, now closed due to COVID, Devante. Uh, rest in peace, Devante. But Chronic Cellars was already on my radar. But I had never had their cab. And I never had their Petite Syrah. And both were delicious, I'm happy to say. It's from California. They got crazy labels. I don't know where they sell them. I'm sure every specialty wine shop in the area has got them. If you 
can get to Noble Grape on Chicago Avenue. I know they have it. Um, give it a chance. Uh, I think it's from Paso Robles, California. Delicious. Good stuff. Um, yeah, last week I talked about being on a Bill Evans kick. Well, I think really what I was on was a solo piano kick or a mellow piano kick. Instrumental music and my all-time favorite pianist, if it's not Bill Evans, is Marta Argerich. I know I name-dropped her last week. Let's talk about her for 40 seconds right now. She um, She's from South America. I believe she did the majority of her early playing in Europe, as so many players did back in the mid-20th century. I think she's in her 70s now. She is famous for um, her tender and powerful and emotive interpretations of uh, Chopin, Mozart, Beethoven, uh, a lot of the, the big names in classical music. She is an absolute powerhouse, comparable in every respect to some of my other favorites like Vladimir Horowitz and um, Ashkenazi and so forth. So, is that his name? I think so. Um, she's the best. And if you are looking for interpretations of the Nutcracker Suite, on piano, you cannot do any better than Marta Argerich's Nutcracker Tchaikovsky musical. Um, I recommend to plugging it into Spotify. I believe it was released on Deutsch Gramophone sometime in the 80s. So make sure you give that a listen. Last but not least, if that's not your speed, uh, it's been a music-heavy podcast episode today. I'm going to recommend MeTV Radio on your FM dial. That's in the Chicagoland area. MeTV Radio is an arm, the radio arm of the MeTV TV network, and uh, it's fantastic. It's an oldies channel. They play a lot of stuff from the 60s through like the 70s, sometimes the 80s, but the big catch is that they play a lot of stuff that is um, more obscure than the usual classic rock radio junk. Um, so you're going to get, you know, Judy Collins, Herman's Hermits. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not selling it maybe for many people, but this is my favorite radio station in the whole city. It's so good. It's so like pure. They're like, uh, for the timeless and classical music of um, Helen Reddy, tune in to MeTV Radio. Here's another hit from Burt Bacharach. And it's like, it's so corny, but it's so good. It's so earnest. So I know um, the boomers love it. I, I know of a lot of 30-year-olds who love it, too. So give it a chance. I think I can't... 89.7, I think, is where it is on the FM radio. Google it. You'll find out. Me TV Radio is the bomb. And that's all I got for this week. Thank you for tuning in to 20 and 20, a rapid-fire review show from the New Experimental Hours podcast network. Uh, moving forward in the next couple weeks, we're going to probably be switching gears, doing a little bit of holiday stuff. I look forward to that. And uh, I'll be back out in my usual recording um, studio in my basement. Um, thank you for bearing with me. No interruptions. Uh, the kids presumably are still napping, which is great news. I want everyone to have a great week, a great weekend. Um, if you're participating in Black Friday, be smart. Get yourself a mask. And, um, and that's true of all your shopping endeavors. Just have a good time. Drink some eggnog and brandy and um, take care of yourselves. All right, everyone. See you later.